The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right, well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Remax Metro East Side. And I am Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And we're once again trying to figure out Eric's Twitter. Every Tuesday, <laughs> we'll be talking about how to work my Twitter. <laughs> Until you finally we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it down out, here yes. eventually. I know right, we're listening to this jumpy music <laughs> as we're coming into this thing. And I'm like, whoa. How do I, I retweet? Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm not a millennial. What can I say? You don't have to be a millennial. To know how to figure it out. I am not even close to being a millennial. I could have birthed a millennial, and I know how to figure it out. I'm, I've made tremendous progress in the last two weeks. I, I, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. I will definitely give you that. But yeah. we still need to have that coaching sit down that we had. Because I know there when I go. called you from Best Buy earlier today, you were freaking out when I was talking about doing these bomb-bomb videos. And you were like, oh, my God, like so we're going to do more of those later today. We can talk about that kind of technology on another show. But today, yeah. we're talking about different things. Right. Different things than that. Right. And not your Twitter. However, if you do want to track us on Twitter, at Team Reba. Right. Or at Eric is my banker. Excellent. We finally that's have Eric that with together. a C. Eric with a C, yes. Yeah. Because that's the apparently the Norwegian No, that'd actually be the Swedish, oh, version, the Swedish version. But we don't like to talk about that. You know, everybody's got a <laughs> you know side to their family they'd rather not mention. And and yours is you. They, mine happens to be <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> okay. Uh, the right. meatball, yes. There you go. Yeah, he yeah, is a yeah. Swedish meatball, isn't he? Yeah. But I have to say, if I go into IKEA, I feel right at home. You know, I, I bet the, you do. Well, the, so do I. But that's because I do staging. Meatballs and all of that. I just go and look at all the vignettes and be like, "That's what the houses I sell look like." No, I look at the names of the furniture and it's like I know what that means. <laughs> So. I look at it and think that they've just kind of bastardized an English word. <laughs> so if that's actually how it's supposed to be. Oh, those are legit words. They're all good. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes it looks like someone just took an English word and threw in a couple of Ks or a funky little little double right. dot thing. And it's yeah. like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that really the thing? No, that's or a real, is it, that's a real is it the Americanized real version of... Yeah, their Something alphabet has Swedish. a few more letters than our alphabet has. How many does it have? 29. 29? Yeah. Okay. Don't quote me. Anybody, if I'm wrong on that, <laughs> call me up, correct Tweet me. Tweet them. That's right. This is a live <laughs> call-in show. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. And love your, your feedback. Uh, yeah. Just don't uh, swear at me in Swedish because I'll know what you're saying. Okay, well, I guess they can do it to me, and I'll have no clue. I'll just have That's to show right. it to you and say, please translate. That's right. That's so, right. Okay. Well, speaking of translating, yeah, uh, one of the things that you and I will be doing not too far from now is translating the lending and real estate world That's to right. People. Shepherding that whole you know, rough valley of rules and regulations and perils and <laughs> risks and all valley. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, you make it sound like we're going on a tour of, like, of the finance. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, sometimes it feels that way. 
<laughs> we're going to do our own trilogy of some sort. You know, we're going to come be on up a with, quest. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> we're the, on a real estate quest. The beasts we're afraid of the most. You know, they happen to be the the <laughs> rolling packs of trids. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the appraisers. Yeah. <laughs> Showering down that's, requirements. That's right. <laughs> I, I exactly. actually have stuff like that coming up that's right now. Right. So the, Underwriters. Yes, exactly. All of that. Yeah, other agents looming large, you know, throwing rocks during a big multiple offer that's, situation. But anyway, right. where I was going with Attorneys, that, thanks for taking us you know, of off that. a total yeah. side bend. But uh, so we're going to be teaching a class. Yes, coming yeah. up February 6th in Seattle. Yep. On East Lake Avenue at the Remax Metro office. Correct. It's actually, well, specifically it's 2312, 2312 East Lake, East Avenue, Lake East. Avenue East. Now, this is a special class and it's going to be limited availability. Not and like the enhanced child. That's right. It's and just a special class. <laughs> this, this is not, you do not have to arrive to this class in the short bus, okay? Anybody's <laughs> that welcome. That wasn't what I meant, but, but okay. it's good for first-time buyers if you've never bought a home or if you're, if mm-hmm. you're, it's been a while since you've kind of jumped into the market. This would be a really good class to learn What's yeah, going the last on right house now, you bought you was in date. 2003 to 2006. Oh, you have no clue what lending's going to look like. It's completely, completely different now. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm actually in a transaction right now where the agent, I'm the listing agent, and on the other side of the transaction is a guy who was in the business when it was, you know, fat and happy and anyone who could breathe, you yeah, know, could get along. And, and yeah, so his clients are having trouble and he's, you know, lamenting to me about this whole, oh gosh, why is it so hard? And I went, well, remember that period of time that you got out of the industry because you couldn't afford to stay in? You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't actually say those words, but in my mind, I'm thinking it while I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, during the time you took your break, there were some significant changes. Yeah. And here's kind of what you need. And, you know, some of the stuff that was showing up, Yeah. things like, uh, oh, deposits, large deposits that needed to be explained. Sure. And it was just ridiculous. So, you know, in our class on February 6th, we're going to be talking about how to sort that out. That's right. right. You know, like how not to set yourself up for failure, but to set yourself up for success and learn about the special programs that are there. That's why it's a special class, because if you come to this class, you qualify for things like potential, you know, there's lots of different rules. I know you Mm -hmm. know this and you're going to tell people, but it gives you that two-year certificate that if you qualify for some of those special programs. That's right. You've got that taken care of. It's 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 done. But more important than that, you know, the certificate's great, and it, mm-hmm. it entitles you to, to access to some of those special programs. But we want to make sure that the folks coming out of that class learn something and that they're going mm-hmm. to be a better, more savvy home buyer and, or home Absolutely. financer. Yeah. And, uh, that's, and not only that's do they get goal. information about the lending and the real estate side of things, but the things that we talk about with credit, yep. those are all things that apply across the whole sphere of your life, right? You know, Absolutely. Because everything so much nowadays is tied to credit reporting and credit scoring and, you know, what have you. I mean, there's, look at how many, you know, ads there are on TV. You can't, you can't watch a period of television without seeing something oh, no. coming across about one of those kinds of companies. Right? And I always love it when we're talking about a topic in a class and all of a sudden all the notepads, you know, they mm-hmm. go to a fresh page or scribbling down notes. It's like, wait, wait, what was that? You know, yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and there's you times, see the light bulbs go off. Right. Right. I was meeting with a first time home buyer the other day and his parents and uh, we're talking about credit. This, this kid, great kid mm-hmm. just graduated from college has no credit at all. Mm-hmm. So okay. first thing I say, I tell the parent, I go, 
get this kid paying rent to you. Let's establish a rent history. Of course, the dad's high-fiving me like, yeah, you know, I need that. <laughs> and uh, and then the next thing I say is the, the, you know, is open up some credit card accounts. And then the parents look at me like, what? wait, what? <laughs> but but it's important. On. Let's let's start establishing that that credit history. But then we talk about how to use those credit cards. You know, mm-hmm. don't run up a big balance. Make, you know, use it every month, but make small payments. Keep the right. balance low, and. Voila, about six months from now, you're going to have a good credit score established. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So we're going to have that class. Yep. Other things that we're doing that are special that are coming up. Yeah. January 30th. Yeah. Where are you going to be? At the boat show. Yeah. We're going to be at the boat show down at Century Link at the convention center there. Absolutely. And we're going to be on from, we're going to be at a different time. Right. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11. Uh, and then we're going to be cruising around the boat show a little bit. Ah, you said cruising. Is that is that a joke? That's is, a boat analogy. Well, yeah, duh. We cruise on our boat. <laughs> yeah, we'll be floating around the convention center. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, when you start talking about a subject, it tends to bring the kind of words That's that right. fit with the topic. That's right. Hopefully, so. they'll have some wine tasting there. By the end, we'll be listing to the starboard. <laughs> yeah, and then we can go out and do a jig for some squid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God. So, but speaking of that, you and I are going to have to decide whether or not those tickets, because we have tickets for ourselves. We do have tickets. We have to decide well, whether or not we're going to give some away. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe one Might or be two. a good thought. Absolutely. Two, I don't well, know. It's up to you. If anybody needs I tickets. think you were going to give them away to all your family, weren't you? Huh? Did I just like totally take away your... No, we can't do that. Is, is Lance out I there somewhere some going, come on, bring me one of those that, tickets, that bro. Tickets cannot be given to friends or family of uh, KKOL 1300 or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, you're out of luck, Lance. Yeah, sorry about that. Wait, no, my husband's going. That can't, huh? that can't be true. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> we're in trouble. We'll figure it out. We're in trouble. Only employees. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, only employees right, he's not an employee. of KKOL. So yeah, okay, it. we're fine. Then. We're got good. it. Got it. Good, okay. Good. Yeah. All right. So do we want mm. to uh, potentially do that on a future show? How about, that, the, uh, well, how about right now? Let's we can say do it first now? caller in at uh, 866-712-1300. We'll have two tickets to the boat show for you. Okay. So yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah. But you have promised to talk to us on the air. <gasps> I love that even better. Yeah. Yes. There is a tie-in with those tickets. Yes, <laughs> Comes absolutely. Comes with strings attached. It does. Come on, we're in lend. I'm in lending. We're you know we got to have conditions. You got all kinds of conditions. That. That's right. <laughs> like nobody's business. <laughs> well, you know that is going to be part of what today's show is about. Mm-hmm. Not the lending conditions. No. The conditions of the contracts yes. within Washington. Yes. Right. You know because you and I were talking earlier, and I was talking about just this last week, the large number of issues. Around inspections, reinspections, pre-inspections, possession periods, and what happens when stuff comes up with that. I mean, just a a full litany of potential chaos that can come up, right? Especially in an overheated market. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some well, some of these, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pre-inspections, maybe in particular, but some of the Mm -hmm. stuff about possession. hasn't even necessarily been so much about it being a heated market. It's uh, It could be in any kind of market because sometimes people need to close on their house before they can get in the next one, right? So sometimes there's still that possession period. Let's talk about that because when you're yeah. saying possession, you're not talking about, you know, being, you know, needing an exorcism or something like that. You're talking about... 
Yeah, I'm you not talking your about transaction. your uh, when do I you get know, the keys? of Normandy Park. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other story. That's yeah. A totally different story. Now, this story. is uh, <laughs> I, we've closed. When do I get my keys and when can I mm-hmm. move in? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to give some real world examples of that type of thing that's come up and when maybe those have gone smoothly, some where they maybe have not gone so smoothly, mm-hmm. things that maybe uh, the listeners need to be aware of if they get in this kind of situation. Because even yep. if you're not looking at buying or selling a house today, you might know somebody who's going through this. Now, granted, we, and we're, you know, we always have to put the caveat, I am not an attorney. Right. Right. We're not CPAs. We're not attorneys. We're not licensed in these other fields, but we run into these situations. And so we'll be talking about. That's right. The advice you receive today is worth exactly what you're paying for it. How's that? Okay. All right. We'll talk about it more when we come come back. back. All right. Stay tuned on KKOL 1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866 712 1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side. And we're sitting here talking about, you know, for anybody who wants to call in and get these two complimentary tickets, we were just battling back and forth about the parking passes we were given because I just realized they're not valid the day we have our, our program. Okay. So if we're going to oh, require... Wow someone to come to the show we can't give them a parking pass because it won't be useful okay well we'll we'll waive that that condition okay all right we could give them a parking pass i'm 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 waving that condition right now okay we're good just wave at it yeah see my signature yeah okay i was just gonna you know put my hand in Ah, the air and wave it back and forth anybody who's looking here in wajamaya right we can talk about it we can talk about it anyway all right so we'll sort that out later but uh we uh realized that we did not do our usual market rate update in the first segment. So why don't we go ahead and take care of that now? All right. You got it. Well, rates are still holding very, very good. And there's a little bit of debate going on out there now about whether the Fed will increase rates at their March meeting or not. Okay. And uh, And why is that? Well, because the global economy is still pretty troubled. You know, most of that emanating from China. So Mm -hmm. oil prices are extremely low. We got a glut of, of oil in the market. And uh, the fear, the concern is that uh, there's just enough global weakness out there that that maybe it wouldn't be prudent to increase rates again in March. However, Fannie Mae says, yeah, we kind of think prudent. so. Yeah, wouldn't be, wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> wouldn't advise it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't help So, it. as usual, what do they say? Never trust a one-armed economist because they can't say, on the other hand. So, so Fannie Mae <laughs> says yes. Ex-chief uh, economist Larry Summers says no, okay. that uh, they should not increase rates. In fact, there's kind of a growing um, cadre of economists out there that are thinking, now nah, we should probably hold off a little bit. And many other economists are saying that the originally forecast four rate increases that mm-hmm. they were anticipating for yeah. this year is way too much. It's way more than the global economy can handle. Ah, so, well, that's good. Yeah, well. Well, if you're buying a house. It's, it's good on the rate side. You know, talk to my dad who likes to still go out and buy a, you know, certificates of deposit and he's not too happy. About oh, yeah, that. I'm sure. So, in other yeah. areas, yes. But, you know, that's right. not our, our general focus. No, that's so right. No, we're, for, for my clients, they're going to be thrilled to hear right. that because they're going to keep their purchasing power longer. Exactly. And that's that's actually good news because I have a few people who are kind of, you know, holding off a little mm-hmm. bit right now because they're they're afraid, which is 
actually really the wrong right. way to look at it when it's like, no, no, no. We're not talking about that to scare the pants off of you. It's meant to light a fire under your booty and That's get right. you moving forward. Well, and, and the thing to keep in mind, too, that um, we, we're under you know very strict new lending regulations. Mm-hmm. We yep. have a rule called ability to repay, ATR. Uh, what? That, you have to repay? Yes. We what? Have to, we have to prove Fancy it. That. We have to prove it. And and that's that 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 rule has eliminated a lot of the loan options that used to be the go to options when rates were rising. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still adjustable rate mortgages on the market, but not like there used to be. And there used to be way more options like interest only mortgages, mm-hmm. where you're not paying yep. a portion of principal with each payment. Well, those by and large have, have gone away. Yeah. So, so some of the options that people used to use to uh, basically maintain their affordability when rates are higher are not going to be present at this point, and and that's not being ignored. So we'll we'll see that. You know, there's just fewer options out there right now. But with that said, thirty-year fixed rates, standard conventional conforming rates are still hovering right around the four percent mark. Fifteen-year fixed rates, the national average is down to three point one five percent. And uh, FHA loans, three point five percent is the national oh, average. Wow. You know they've come down they a little bit this down. week. Yeah, uh, jumbo jumbo fixed rates are still hovering around three point seven five to three point eight seven five. Nice. So it's a it's I've a great time. That price, yeah, that's right. Really the rates are hanging in there right now. And Speaking we, of which, so did you hear from them? Who? Who? The people who I just introduced you. To. No, no, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, um, so good news on rates. You know, yeah. We're, we're, hang, we're hanging in there. I have a question on FHA. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day that was talking about the fact that they had finally hit their 2% requirement for... Capitalization. Yeah. Yes. And is there any discussion going on right now about easing some of the PMI requirements there is. There is. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just to translate that into English, uh, FHA is uh, the world's largest insurance company. Yep. When a person takes out an FHA loan, they're not actually borrowing money from the government. They're not borrowing from FHA. FHA is insuring the loan against default. So mm-hmm. the bank makes the loan. FHA insures it. So it's a, it's mortgage insurance, basically. Well, the, the cost of mortgage insurance for FHA is is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two parts to it. There's an upfront fee, which is mm-hmm. 1.75% of your loan amount. It's a lot. It's significant, yeah. And then there's a, an annual fee as well, which is collected monthly, which is 0.85% of your loan amount. Mm-hmm. So that effectively adds almost a percent to your, your interest rate when yeah. you think about the Yeah, the when you see insurance. those closing documents, you start seeing the APR as opposed to right. and it's what's way up there. And you're like, whoa, wow. Right. And mortgage insurance. But it's still low. I mean, in- yeah, it's 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 way less expensive than it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the, especially the monthly aspect of it. Right. Um, but what did change recently is that the mortgage insurance on an FHA loan can never be removed. Right. No matter how much equity you build up in the property, the only mm-hmm. way to get rid of it is to refinance your mortgage or to sell a home or right. pay off the loan. Right. So. There's some talk about maybe uh, allowing the mortgage insurance to be removed 
you know, at some point in the future on, mm-hmm. on FHA loans and also to possibly reduce. They're, they're talking about reducing the upfront premium, not the, the monthly premium for okay. FHA loans. That's the banter that I'm hearing quite a bit, you know, in okay. the market. But uh, nothing official. I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm not aware of any bills out there right okay. now. It's just well, if more you get wind debated. of something, I would definitely love yeah, to, absolutely. to know that's going on. Most, most definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah. So good news on rates. They're, mm-hmm. they're hanging in there. And... Um, you know, so uh, you know some of the doom and gloom we were we were you know fearing a, a few months ago hasn't really panned out. You know, and, yeah. And that's no, really I'm glad to hear it because I know we weakness. were talking about that in December. Yep. And then here through part of January we were seeing a little bit, but of course the yep. stuff going on in China and oil is still you know like all of it's kept affecting it, us. Fairly suppressed, yep. which is that's nice. Right. But um, okay, so let's talk about some of the other things yeah. that are you know risk factors. Yes. When buying, right? Right. And I know this doesn't necessarily play into your side of things all the time. However, uh, sometimes it does you know, when there's issues well, with the house. this is super important. Right? Yeah. So um, I have been experiencing several flurries of activity going on with many transactions in the last week. And they they kind of dovetailed when we started talking about what are we going to cover on the show this week? Right. Yeah. Cause you were like, I got nothing. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I got plenty. <laughs> so well, we never got nothing, but we're good. Well, yeah. 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 But I mean, normally we have, you know, multiple topics that we bring into Absolutely. the table and we never seem to have enough time to cover every single one of them. That's right? right. That's right. So, you know, what I was bringing up is issues around inspections, pre-inspections, uh, appraisers calling out stuff, that's you know part of it because most people don't think of the appraiser as someone who's inspecting the property. They think it's just the valuation aspect of mm. it. So mm-hmm. uh, that depending on what kind of loan though can make a big difference. Absolutely. And depending on who the loan is being, you know, perhaps yeah. serviced by or that's right. you know that kind of thing. So I've had a number of issues come up. So I don't know if you have a particular order that you want to go into on this, but I'm just going to start giving some, some general examples and sure. we can kind of talk about that. So one of the uh, things that happens when you're in a transaction, I'm going to talk about inspections generally to start with, and then talk about what happens when that inspection has been completed and you're further along in the contract, mm-hmm. right? Because I had two closings last week that each had similar situations where one was um, a gal buying from a woman who'd been long time in the home and she was going to have possession post-closing. So, you know, a lot of folks, they just kind of assume when they're buying a house, okay, well, contract is going to say, Con, you know, we start at this timeline, we finish at this timeline. Okay, am I gonna, I'm going to own it as soon as we sure, close. Sure. But there are actual negotiations that can happen on what's called possession. Right. Right. So the majority of the time, we always try and focus on closing and possession at the same time because it tends to be the smoothest, mm-hmm. cleanest, easiest right. break yep. for the transaction. Right? Safest. Right. Yeah. And so. You know, what ends up happening though is in situations where like this gal needed the money from this transaction to close her next purchase, plus she wanted time to paint in her new condo mm, before mm-hmm. moving in, right? Because that's the best time to paint when you don't have all your crap in right, there, right? Right. So we said, okay, we're going to do this and there's going to be plus five days. Another transaction, similar. We get under contract, we do the inspections, 
we um, have a post-closing of about three days for these folks. And, you know, in that timeline, you know, I've got one one gal who's just kind of loosey-goosey, like, hey, whatever happens, happens. No big deal. And then I got another gal who is a self-described completely neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> So, but she kept saying it to me the whole time. The transaction. I'm so sorry to be so neurotic. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, then stop being it. You know, <laughs> like you can work on that. It's okay. But um, in the one where it was loosey goosey, you know, the gal ended up leaving some things behind, and thankfully, my client uh, that was a mutual client of ours mm-hmm. actually, uh, she was like, yeah, but I like what she left, so it was okay. Yeah. The other gal, it was some very minor items, uh, but it happened to do with the laundry doors because we knew the washer and dryer were not going to stay with the property. But at the very end, when they move in, there's a problem with one of the folding doors on the laundry closet. And so there's a uh, bracket for the folding doors. And then there was also, you know, that little post that kind of mm-hmm. keeps it in the track. Sure. So the bracket was broken, but we realized going back and looking at our inspection report that it just had been not looked at really because the guy had asked, is the washer and dryer staying? And when we said no, he just kind of ignored it. Oh, got it. Didn't really pay attention sure. to it because he didn't think it mattered. But then the post, though, got broken as the sellers moved out. Mm, mm-hmm. So the bracket they said was like that already. Post got broken on the way out. So we went through this, and we're still kind of dealing with the situation because the self-described neurotic person set, you know, called me up and was sending pictures. You know, at first she was like, oh, the thing is broken. I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? First of all, how about send me a picture? Because I have no idea what you're describing right now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So then it got into the question of, well, what are the legalities around that? Right. So I'm not an attorney, but when we come back, I'm going to talk about that a little bit and kind of how we're handling it. Perfect. Okay? Does it involve a trip to Lowe's? Now back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Well, welcome back. I'm Reba Haas with Team Reba Remax Metro. Right. And I'm Eric Ostens from Home Street Bank Home Loans. Right. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Back. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I say right. You always say all right. Left. Yeah. That's how you open the show. Well, hello there. Too much wine. Yeah. There you go. Not enough right now. <laughs> Oh, especially as I'm thinking about all these inspections and pre-inspections and all the issues going on around it. So so in the, the last segment, we were talking about these possession issues. And so I want to bring up a little bit, you know, first of all, for anybody listening, we're never going to give specific details. We're going to talk in general. We might be, you know, we're never going to talk about who the actual client is, or where not. the house is at. You know, we have to keep us. We have a fiduciary responsibility to maintain that confidentiality. Well, I, have a, I follow agency law. It's not fiduciary yeah. for us. It well, is I for do. you. Yeah. It is for you. We're not covered by fiduciary law here as yeah. agents, but we have common law, tort law, and agency law. Mm-hmm. And agency law does have an element of once I have a working relationship with somebody, right. I have a duty of confidentiality. Right. Now, that doesn't mean I can't talk about generally things that are going on in transactions. I just cannot divulge specifics of individuals and things of that nature, right? right or their right. you know financial of information, course. what have you. Of course. Yeah. So what we're talking about, we, you know, we, we love to give examples. As mm. you know, I'm a big storyteller, mm. right? And I'm sure my husband is Didn't notice that. tired as I'll get out for that. You know, mm. I'm sure he's like, oh, one more story. <laughs> but, you know, I think it has to do with like growing up at the church and there was always these biblical stories Absolutely. to listen to. Always had like a mor- well, yeah, there's yeah. always like the moral to sure. the the story, sure. right? So, um, so anyway, 
we're talking about these issues. So um, possession and closing can be two completely different things. And they're spelled out in our contracts, Mm -hmm. right? So the purchase and sale agreements used by the local MLS, Multiple Listing Service, or Northwest Multiple, a lot of people call it here, uh, they have definitions of all these terms. So possession can happen at any time, whether it's a weekend, holiday, day, as long as it's spelled out, right? right? Closing always has to be on a business day, typically when monies can be transferred through the federal system, that kind of thing, right? Right. So here we have this situation where it's not a huge issue, but it's it's a problematic one because these people are trying to move in. Now they find a problem that wasn't there. And the contracts actually state that the condition of the property, that the seller is to leave it in the condition in which the buyer first saw it. Inspected. Right? Absolutely. And so if something was not broken before then, right. you know, they oh, are a, supposed to fix yeah, it. Yeah, it can right? be it can be frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, this gal, she you know, she's texting me feverishly of like, oh my gosh, they broke these things, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know what that means. Set, start sending me photos so I can forward it on. And then I was like, but is it a really minor thing to fix? Or is I'm like, like you're at, and we actually ended up on the phone. And so I had to say to her, I'm like, what exactly do you want me to do? And she was like, well, I guess tell me what am I supposed to do? And I said, well, here's the thing. So I need you to figure out what it's going to take to fix that. I said, because if it's just a broken post, I don't know if maybe your husband can just take some pliers and pull it out and go get a new one down at the local home Depot or whatever. Right. Right. Right? So, and I said, but aisle 12, right. Yeah, maybe. And so I just said, you know, not every store is set up the same way. So don't, (laughs) don't follow that advice. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be wandering around forever. KKOL listeners (laughs) running around aisle 12. Please don't do that. Uh, But anyway, so I just said, I need you to first look at it because then we need to know like, cause right now I'm like, it could be just a simple part for five cents or it could be you end up having to replace the doors. And now if you have to replace the doors, right. that's something different, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so now we have that kind of, we're in going along. What was really funny though, is that these sellers took their, um, the carbon monoxide monitors with them. Like during the transaction, they were told you had to have them and they put them mm-hmm. in right. so that they would be there for the inspection and also for the appraisal. Right. And then they took them when they moved. <laughs> oh, thought, very strange. Our, what? <laughs> our buyers actually sign a disclosure saying that they're installed. Yeah. It's oh, a and lending they were. requirement. Oh, yeah. I know it is. Yeah. It's a state yeah. requirement. It's not right. just a lending. Yeah, it's a it's state everybody. requirement. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I'm just laughing. So I'm texting the other agent going, uh, hey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get a hold of your sellers. Yeah. And I said, first of all, you need to let them know there may be something about those doors later on. Yeah. Uh, but two, I need you to get me some CO monitors. And everyone keeps calling them CO2 monitors. And yeah. my, my total anal personality is all like, stop calling them CO2. It's yeah. CO. CO. It's yeah. carbon monoxide, not CO2. Yeah. That's carbon dioxide. Yeah, that would be pretty much a plant, a house plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your CO2 monitor. I, I know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. Yeah. So anyway, but he was nice enough at least. I, I could tell he was like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. So what he did is he went out and bought two new CO monitors nice. and just dropped them off at their house. Oh, plus yeah. the part that oh, should good. fit. It, well, but it just depends. Can right. they get the thing out? So right now what they're trying to do is to see whether or not they can drill around that thing and get it out and then find a new way to, to make it work. Sure, sure. But but what it brings <laughs> up as a, as a general issue is are you having conversations between the parties of what happens? Because a couple of other things came up during that transaction. 
uh, and I hadn't realized this before because it's been so long since I've had a plus mm-hmm. possession situation. Mm-hmm. Most people nowadays like to use this utility document that's called 22K, and it's the identification of utilities. And what it does, it also gives instructions to the escrow company, or aka closing agent, to pay the final water bill. Because in mm-hmm. most cases, the water bill is... That lien can stay with the property. Right. Because it's usually owned by a municipality. And only right. municipalities can do that. Private companies cannot do it. So like PSE, if you've yeah, got your electric and gas, can't do it. Right. So um, so that was one of the things is that this gal was contacting the water company trying to set up you know, the transfer and was told absolutely, hey, we must pay on the day of closing, cannot do it based on possession. So we had... Only three days. And so she, of course, asked them, well, what's what's the typical cost per day for water for this property? It was only like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. So she's, of course, asking me. She's like, well, what should I do about that? Mm-hmm. Now, in that particular situation, we actually did have the seller paying a per day per diem mm-hmm. to, you know, for sure. what my client's loan yeah, was. Yeah, we've seen that quite yeah. often. Sure. So the question was then, you know, do you want to go after him for eight bucks a day? Or do you want to just say that this is a part of, you know, just doing the transaction, right? Because in that situation, we also were in a multiple offer situation. Mm, so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, is it just because you want it that now you want to go after every little thing or do you right, want right. to, you know, make a thing out of it? Now, I will say I had not realized prior to that 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 was the instructions for escrow companies. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. You did? Well, if they're notified. I mean, it's they still have to be instructed, told what to do. What do, do you mean if they're notified? Oh, as far as collecting per diems and things like that. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the payoff of water bills. Oh, sure, sure. Sure, sure. Uh, what? You did know? or I did know that. You did? Yeah. That it yeah. has to be paid off at closing. Mm-hmm. We see that. Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm, uh, <laughs> what do I, got food on my face or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I got egg on my face. I don't know. <laughs> but it has been a while since we've had the possessions. But yeah. the thing is, is that our marketplace has cause that to happen a lot more because there's more people having to buy contingent. Right. And yeah. there's more people just needing that time, especially when we have these trid delays and there's like, like we don't know exactly if that's going to work. So the moving trucks and people and all that, all that's changed. Is kind of affecting. It, well, it used to be the tradition in Washington state that possession was always three days after closing. That was mm-hmm. always sort of a, a standard practice for years and years, for decades. Yeah. You know, well, Annie much. Fitzsimmons yeah. has an article she wrote mm-hmm. in 2004. I still have the photocopies of it that we hand out in our client packets that talks about plus three. Yes. Closing plus three. Right. And what the other, because most of the time it's, um, it's liability issues around insurance. Like what right. if something right. really big, I mean, this was the whole thing. It was like, oh, it's a post and a door. But what if really the bigger concern is like, what if the plumbing blows? That's right. And and there can even become, for longer periods, there can be landlord-tenant issues mm-hmm. and all sorts of things that can pop oh, yeah. up. You yeah. know, I, I got a question for you, though. I We had a situation with a customer of, about a year ago that uh, it was a short sale. And so the, the mm. person selling the home was very reluctant mm-hmm. to sell. And, and that was pretty obvious. And mm-hmm. it was not a pretty transaction, you know, from they, that standpoint. They rarely are. So our, our customer did a did a um, an inspection of the property, but they did not schedule or write into their contract a final walkthrough of the property prior to closing. Mm-hmm. So closing happened on a Friday. 
Sunday, you know, the, the borrower went out to look at the home. Oh, no. And lo and behold, um, all of the copper piping um, oh, had I've heard been, of that many had been times. cut out of the home. Yeah. There were probably, it was probably maybe $20,000 worth of damage yeah. to this home. But they'd never done a walkthrough subsequent to their inspection of, yeah. of the property. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so our conversations with the, the listing agent, and he's like, well, I hate to say it, but why didn't you do a walkthrough? Yeah. And uh, and I hate to say it, but who can prove that it was the seller that caused the damage? Well, yeah, because in some cases it's not. Right. I've had exactly. numerous colleagues that have run into that exact same situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. even my parents had a rental property broken into that was vacant for a period of time. And sure. someone went in and stripped all the copper plumbing out of it. Right, and it was right. just like, you know, there was that period of time where copper was so you know, popular for, you know, I don't know, meth addicts and anybody mm-hmm. else who right. you know, needed money to like go, you know, you saw the right. new construction sites were getting ripped off. Yes. Vacant homes were getting broken into when we had the recession, there were so many more vacant houses right. out there right. and it was just all the time. So that, that kind of takes me to the other point of some of these inspection things and reinspections, mm. right? Because here I'm talking about it's possession and you're not doing a walkthrough during the time that the seller is still possessing the property. Right. right? So right. there there are issues around inspections and the reinspection. And thankfully our contracts have changed in about the last year or so to try and address some of that. In fact, actually to, today after we finish the show, um, I'm gonna be going with James, you know, of R and H home inspection to do a reinspection of a property up in Clinton, uh, mm-hmm. up on Woodby Island, nice. because we're doing our reinspect for a mutual client right. uh, of the items that the seller agreed to complete. So right. we right. are doing because there's there's two sections of the contract that I want to make sure that we point out to folks that there's walkthrough and reinspection, and so they have two Let's clar- opportunities. Yeah, that. We're yeah. going to clarify that, but if we run out of time, we'll, we may have to do it in the next segment. But um, but if you're doing the walkthrough, it's meant to do exactly what you were describing of going through to make sure the property is in the condition in which the buyer last saw it and everything mm-hmm. is still fine, it's all clear. right? Yeah. The reinspection is to go back and make sure that the seller fixes that may have been negotiated are done appropriately. And that can cause a delay because if they're not done correctly, then the buyer has an opportunity to say, hey, 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 wait a minute. This is not as agreed to in the contract this needs to be rectified. And that may yes. actually put a delay in your timeline for closing. And you and I have seen more than once uh, the, some seller fixes that were oh. mind-bogglingly So beautiful, bad. some of them, yes. Yeah, just so. amazing what, what uh, hey, let's yeah. just get this thing done. Yeah. And- well, let's talk about this some more in the next segment. And you can call us also at 866-712-3. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Home Loans. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro. You almost started saying Team Reba. I, yeah, I was <laughs> tripping on my tongue there just a little bit, but I'm back now. I'm better. Every I'm week better. we have a fun new way to say things. <laughs> I know. It's just, uh, just, I'm sure everyone just looks forward to and you're like, that. thanks for always pointing out all my flaws. Yeah, I appreciate that. I know. Every time Hashtag I start talking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Every time I start talking, you're like looking at me like laughing. Fine. It's only because it's I all good. think so highly of you. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No. So we were talking about inspections. And yes. I would like to ask you about pre-inspections. 
Yes, that also has been a part of my last week. That's been the fervor of running around and spending multiple hours in homes to see what's up, right? So, well, and I was going to say, as you know, I have a house next door to mine that's yeah. uh, on the market mm-hmm. right now. And uh, in fact, um, it's amazing. Um, the, just a just a shout out to all the drivers that are driving up my driveway to look at this home. Oh my gosh! Yeah, please yeah. don't do. Uh, you stay know, off the grass. Stay off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> stay I out of my flower how beds. Rude some of the people were. Yeah, I that, find the people who actually drove into that one lawn. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. the lawn might be a mess because of what this last summer did to everybody's yards, but I was like, I was just stunned. <laughs> I was like, look how far they went into the yard, and it's all muddy, and you could see the tracks, like. Let's get yeah. CSI out here. Who was that guy? It's like, hey, great. You're going to be my new neighbor and awesome. you can't drive. Yeah. Yeah. Roll that Prius, Prius back down the driveway. <laughs> get it out of here. Hey, did you see that tweet I sent you about the Prius that I had the, the cocked wheel? That's beautiful. Did yeah. you see that it was I, actually? It was. Yeah. Was it was beautiful. driving down the road. and was actually at an angle. You could see the driver was like totally like fighting it while fighting they were driving. It. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Well, you know why that is? You know why the wheel was like that? Well, I know why you think that, yes. Yeah. All right, I won't go into yeah. it. My theories on the drivers of that particular What if vehicle. we want to go ask them for a sponsorship? They're going to be like, no, this guy hates us. Yeah. This Although you bring him up all the time. brought to you by Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm all good. Okay. Oh, so pre-inspections. Table. Pre-inspections. So, uh, so yesterday I spent several hours at uh, a Seattle location and there's there's just a feeding frenzy going on in this house, and it's it's funny because one of the other buyer potentials that was there, I heard him saying something to his agent. He's like, "Oh, it's just gonna be dog eat dog on this one," you know. It's, it's like it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, I know exactly. It's 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 that. I mean, I understand it because there is an awful lot of that going on, particularly in kind of the North Seattle and West Seattle areas. Sure. There's tons of these multiple offer situations. So right now. There are estimated to be uh, upwards of nine offers coming in on this place. Wow. Right. So out of that, what was funny is, so I'm there with the inspector, you know, James is doing his his deal and my, you know, buyer's there and walking around and doing our thing. And so what was interesting in this one is that the listing agent had what they said was a sewer scope report. And a lot of folks right now are used to the fact that maybe the seller has done a, a sewer scope ahead of the mm-hmm. listing and sure. there's actually a video available for you to see. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's no video. When you actually get into the listing information in the MLS for the agents and the, the access that we have, which is just private for us and, and for us to then provide our clients, I get in there and it's a really hard to read scan of you know a carbon copy of someone's report from when they bought the house in 2012. <laughs> so it's really, really hard to read, and there's no video associated. So you're like, okay. Why, so are they, why are they putting that out there then? Well, because at least on the report, it said no recommendations of repair work at this time. Yeah. Right? So From basically three years saying, ago. yeah, basically saying, yeah, you know, then it looked okay. However, right next door to this place are two brand new construction houses. So what you know is going on is there's a whole lot of you know, big traffic coming through and large equipment. Mm-hmm. Sure. And there's nothing in that old report that talks about 
exactly where that line runs. And there's also not a, a copy of a side sewer report. So for folks who live in the city and and not every city always has these, but uh, I know city of Seattle, you mm-hmm. can typically find a side sewer card. Yes. Within you know, the That's city right. That's website, right. which right? will give you the gra- the diagrams and all kinds mm-hmm. of information yeah. on that. Yeah. Where, so where it's seattle.gov. Sewers. You can mm-hmm. go on yep. and, you know, find those things. So you can probably type in a search, you know, side sewer Absolutely. card or side sewer report, something. That's right. So anyway, so we don't have that with us. So it's like, okay, well, James does not only home inspections, but sewer scopes. Mm-hmm. So then the question to the client was, would you like him to do one? Even though we have this report, this is limited to this much time ago. We can see there's new construction next door. What would you like to do? Do you want to spend the money on it? Sure. And what was funny is I'd already been in conversations with the listing agent and he's like, well, let me see if anyone else, because we'd already learned that there were multiple other pre-inspections going on. He was not aware of anyone doing a side sewer or excuse me, a sewer scope. And so what was funny is then he farms my name out to a bunch of the agents. And the next thing I know, I'm in like text hell because everyone's like, hey, are you doing a scope? Are you doing a scope? Are you doing a scope? But what was great for my clients is that we now have four people that are all sharing the cost of oh, sewer scope. Oh, nice. Good team effort there. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. It was actually really nice to see all the agents kind of working together. Yeah. And on top of that, my clients, so one of the gals who was like, hey, what are you doing? Um, can we get in on that? She also went, well, do you think your client would be open that if my clients shared half the cost, would they be willing to share their general inspection? And I had to think about it and talk about it with my clients because, you know, my job is to work for them. Right. Right. You know, we have our agency relationship. She has her agency relationship. And so the thing is, is whoever pays for those reports, you know, right. owns it. Right. Right. So then we also had to talk to the inspector and say, you know, if we have another party, you have two people to answer to. Now, of course, the question for him really, because I know he's a guy who carries E&O insurance. Mm-hmm. We only use gold standard people that have sure. both pest inspection as well as they're uh, legit. E&O. Yeah. Well, it's not just they're legit. You could be a Washington licensed inspector and be legit. It's just, you're not really what I consider gold standard if you don't carry the option of pest inspection and the option of E&O because only about 40% of those guys do. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 So for me, I like recommending the guys who all have that. And we have plenty of those. If anybody out there ever needs a referral, feel free to reach, reach out to us at info at team Reba. But, um, you know, so anyways, so we asked him and he's like, you know, that's fine. I can go ahead and do that. And and he gets, you know, the full written report off to them. So I spent part of this morning, having to coordinate sending out reports to the various, you know, the, I had to make sure only one of them got both reports and then two got the single report. And then we're waiting to find out if anybody <laughs> else wants to chime in on this sewer scope and pay for that and bring the cost down. But the gal who offered with her clients to pay for both the general and the sewer scope, um, a big part of the push from them and request came from the fact that they have been through so many multiple offers now. Mm-hmm. That those things start adding up. You sure know, when you're do. paying four hundred, four fifty for a report, and another two fifty to three fifty for a sewer scope, right. and you've done that. I think she told me it was somewhere between five and seven times. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're starting to eat into to you know your savings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so um, so the big question is just you know who who really owns that information? What's that do? Does it create any additional liability? I thought it was really cool that all these agents kind of were working together to say, look, the report's going to be the report. It's not really going to change any specific thing. And everybody's writing their own business terms 
even right. you know when they see you know they'll make their own determination mm-hmm. you know based sure. on what they see so um I, I was a big fan of that, but it's also, it started bringing into question. It's like, why didn't the seller just go ahead and do it? You know, I, it's like, it would have been nice if they had just taken right. care of it and then opt, let people opt right. in Instead and reimburse leaving, a portion or yeah. something like that. Instead, you know, like we're all like, who are you? Who are you? Oh God, who am I competing <laughs> with? You know, but um, it's, it's definitely something that we're seeing more of. And it's certainly worth, if you're one of those people who has to go through multiple offers, it's worth you know, talking yeah, to your agent and say, Hey, you know, can we yeah. ask the listing agent if there's other people doing the pre-inspections, maybe we can do this and keep our costs down. I'll be curious to see though, if it leads to any future liability though, for anyone in particular, the inspectors. Right. Yeah. Well, they would just as soon do those seven or eight inspections. Yeah, they, yeah, they would. Get and paid I'm, a little I, bit more. Yeah. What I want to get in sometime is the people who do the insurance for those guys mm-hmm. and see, you know, what their thoughts are on the subject. Absolutely. But I do have a line actually on a couple of different uh, insurance folks that I want to try and bring in uh, to talk about a couple of different topics, but we've got more people coming on the show in the coming weeks. That's right. Well, thank you for joining us this week on Open House of Team Reba. Be sure to tweet us at Team Reba or Eric is my banker, especially if you're interested in our upcoming first time homebuyer class on February 6th in on East Lake Avenue at the Remax office. Join us next week, three o'clock every Tuesday. Open. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.